to free beers and a movie. Nice. Hello, welcome to episode 95 of Free Beers and a Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with Colin McKay. Colin, how are you? I'm good, sir. I'm okay. I'm just finished work, so I'm a wee bit tired. But other than that, I'm okay. I'm looking forward to unwinding. On some random random movies. Um, Where are we again tonight? We're in the Raven, in Glasgow, on Woodfield Street, where we always are every night. We always have got a table. New staff, they didn't recognise us. Yeah, you didn't sort that shit. If you walk in and the people we know are on, then it's almost like you say, they can let you go, do what you want, just go go, somewhere. Yeah, but it was like, oh, you know, you went to, he's eating, like, no, so can I get a table? It's like, oh, no, no. But we got one. We did, we, we got a table here. And what are you drinking tonight? Um, oh, shit, was it got American Pale Ale? American Pale Ale from Mason City. Brewing, yeah, we had this before and I forgot how flat it was. Yes. <laughs> and I bought it again, and now I remember how flat it was. So and I'm a bit jealous of what you're drinking, which is... Uh, Brooklyn Lager, yeah, which I like. I'd rather have that than this, because mm. it's flat. Um, I think it's Mason, it's an ale, it's a cash ale as well. I know, but you think American Pale Ale, though? Yeah, it's going to be, do you know what I mean? I think I'm maybe thinking Indian Pale Ale. Yeah, I think it's yeah. So it's um, one stupid asphalt for buying a beer that I knew. Was you knew when you were like, um, but it's called Merchant City Pale in Merchant City. It, well, that's a brewery, yeah. but it's not in the Merchant City, you know that. Is it not? It's like Annie Land or something, fucking miles away. I don't know it's just, called Merchant City. just went for the name. Maybe they started out there and they moved. Possibly. Aye, but so it is Scottish, so? They are Scottish, yeah, we were looking at it at one point, because um, me and a couple of guys that work quite into the beer, we thought, oh, we can maybe do a tour of their brewery, because this must be the Merchant City. Yeah, we can even do it a lunch hour or something. Yeah. It turns out, no, it's like fucking miles away. It's like it's a lot further away. We did, we've seen. Um, a coconut man- manzano. I'll have that next time. I think you should try it next time. I know you don't like coconut. It's not going to be like eating a fucking bounty. I'm I'm sure. honest, if it wasn't eating a bounty, I'd be more delighted than that because <laughs> I do love a bounty. I think you should try it. That's a challenge. Next time we're in here, um, you've got to try that. Try that so, next week. Yes. Yeah. Oh, a couple of weeks. Well, be a month's time before we're back in here. Oh, that's fine. I'll hold you to that, but you've got yeah. it right now, so you're going to have to try it. Try it in a month's time. Back out. No problem. Um, so we'll start off with some very simple non cinema viewing call. Oh, just notice we're wearing very similar shirts today. We are very. We're kind of twinsied up. Pinch like, strikes tonight. Did you phone in the morning? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what we watched at home, Colin, recently? Not a lot at home. Um, I revisited. Um, an old favourite of ours by Kevin Smith, uh, Zach and Murray. Holds up really well. Do you know what? I didn't think so. Yeah, I um, think so. No, because Lorraine hadn't seen it, and we were looking for something to watch, and it was on her to watch list. Um, so I thought, you know what? Yeah, let, let's fucking roll with that. And we put it on, and I don't know what, it was a bit. Let's do it. You see now why it didn't hit big? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, Lorraine pointed out that. She felt that Elizabeth Banks didn't really so much belong in that film. And I kind of get it. It's, it's I, I'm not a huge fan of Elizabeth Banks generally. I don't. I think she's she never really seems to fit in a film. I feel like she's yeah. all... Yeah, maybe that's but Maybe she's the general. She's... Yeah. yeah, I can't think of a film I've seen her in where I'm thinking, you know what, you're really good in that film. I like Pitch you. Perfect, I think. It's, it's that perfect. Perfect. But then she's a bit... Tiny comedy from that, small. But I mean, she's anything she's got the lead role, and I'm trying to think, I've never really bought into her being a, a leading woman yeah. in a film, to be honest. Yeah. And maybe she's... I mean, she seemed a totally fine actress. Yeah. She's a really nice person and everything. But yeah, I never bought into either. I mean, even like stuff like she was in like Power Rangers, remember? She was a Barry in Power That's Rangers. That's right, yeah. yeah. Um, Lego movie, she said, oh, this is a voice as well. But it's a few things, but I've never mm-hmm. really just never thought that's a ticket seller. I like her 40 year old virgin, she's funny in that. I don't remember She's that. the one who's like the sex addict type thing, who's like, oh, yeah. and works yeah. in the bookstore, she's yeah. like totally just slutty as hell. Yeah, I remember. I like that. her, she's actually quite funny in that, because again, a bit small, yeah. just enough in. But Zach Murray, I don't know, just, I mean, I still enjoyed it, and was, you know, I still checked, like, James Hughes comes along, and you know, he kind of likes the whole movie, yeah. and fucking Brian's in there and stuff like that as well, it makes you chuckle, yeah. I mean, but I don't know, I just, it was a bit underwhelmed, and it's mm. not the same time I've seen it. 
So I've not like re- like the yeah, way it hurts. I've seen it a dozen times. Yeah. I mean, like fucking James had a bob, like you know, 30, 40 times. But second time, it's just really underwhelmed. Um, the name liked it. So. I'll be honest, I can't remember the last time I watched it. It must yeah. be at least, oh, I mean, been out for what, at least 10 years now. Yeah. It must be at least 10 years. I mean, I've seen it twice when it first came yeah. out. And I think I've seen it no, twice. So, but I, I mean, I suppose not every movie, regardless of who makes it, is going to stand the test of time, I suppose. Yeah. There are films out there that just don't age well or transist into. We discussed it a few weeks ago, like, you know, I'll probably skip over Jackie Brown if I'm watching Tarantino. I mean, I I might, or I'll I'll come to it last, you know, I can If somebody's got a body of work that will always be what you perceive as a weakest film. Yeah, I think maybe for Smith. That's maybe it, didn't he? I know people didn't like Tusk, but I I got what Tusk was. Yeah. The same with um, Booger Hosers, I got what it was. Um, Red State Hill, I got what it was. Whereas, Zachary Mini, to me, it felt like he was trying to be someone else. Yeah. He's trying to be Judd Apatow, and even he's admitted himself. That's that's maybe what he's trying to emulate. And he's like, maybe don't try and be Judd Apatow, try and be Kevin Smith. Yeah, and I think from then on, he, he learned that. Yeah, you know, he's he doing his that. own thing. Um, Seth Rogen was charming as hell. I do like Seth Rogen. Yeah. I never used to like Seth Rogen years ago. I was never a fan. Um, and then I can't remember what it was. I seen him in the turn. It may have been 50 May have been that yeah, actually yeah. that I had the switch me right around and yeah. ever since I've you know I appreciate him much, much more. I've enjoyed Rogan, I think he's, I think he's a very yeah, funny guy and he seems a very yeah. smart guy as well. He yeah, knows what he's he doing. He seems like kinda of sincere as well, but humble he's not yeah. you know, your typical Hollywood yeah, and he's, he seems now he's, he's doing stuff he wants to do. Like he's producing Preacher, he's producing mm. uh, the boys. It's him. He's, he wants to do it because he wants to see this on the screen. Yeah. He wants to get involved in it. Yeah. So that's good. Which benefits us? Yeah, we love those comics. Other than that, um, right. So we finished our main line. We're doing our seventies and eighties yes. sitcoms. So we've kind of moved away from that now. Okay, we go now. And um, we're on Modern Family now. I enjoy Modern Family a lot. I've never watched it a lot. I've kind of seen the sporadic episodes yeah. but in the past and. Just we thought, fuck it, let's watch some of this tonight. We're kind of about halfway through season eight, maybe. Yeah. So we've done 15, 20 episodes, and yeah, I've, you know, I've been missing out. You know it's fluff, yeah. you know it's shit, but when you're watching it, it's very funny. Like, yeah, like the Dunphy, the, 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 the dad, yeah. film, he is phenomenal. Yeah. Like, he's one of the best characters on TV just now. Um, and the, 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 the two gay guys are brilliant. Uh-huh. They're just fucking calm and, and Phil Crack me up. They're yeah. brilliant as well. And Eddie Rio is just priceless. Isn't yeah. it? He's, he's just such a curmudgeon old bastard. Absolutely. I mean, just adore him so much. It is so fluffy and it's so light, but yeah. you know what? I do find it quite, you know, I find it charming and I it's find it comforting. Easy. Yeah, because yeah, that's what we'll do. Cause it's 20 minutes yeah. of Bob. Do you know what I mean? So you kind of put on dinner, stick an episode on. Sit and have your dinner while you watch yeah. the next one. Do I mean, it's yeah. just like it's just background fluff, as you say. Totally, Perfect. yeah. But lovely. Yeah, really no, I'm enjoying I'm, that just now. So, I'm, yeah. I'm with you on it. I said, I'll, we watch it every week. Yeah. It's just, like, I know that I know I'm better than this. Yeah. Like I know I should be watching something of higher brow, but fuck it, I, I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy it as well. So that's been my, my home viewings. Um, that's pretty much it. I think. Before we go into the new cinema stuff, you've you've watched a few things. I've not seen any at mm. home. By the way, I've not watched any at home. Because nah. I am busy with other things in life. Richard's now. getting married next week. In yeah. case anyone doesn't know, Richard <laughs> Richard's getting married next, next Friday. So Richard's attention is pretty much focused on getting married. Um, pretty much focused on making sure the audience doesn't freak the fuck out. To be honest, that's yeah, what I'm focused on. To be honest, <laughs> try to keep her on a level. Keep her um, yeah, so exciting I'm a, time, Joe. Yeah. Fucking exciting. We'll, we'll get. I think once I'm off work, I'll be more. I'll be more hyped up. I'm just trying to keep her on a fucking even keel right now. <laughs> um, so I'm not saying at home. So, but you have watched some things that we talked about last week. So, yeah, one by then. So, we'll start with Shazam. What do you think of Shazam? Shazam, I enjoyed immensely. Um, very quickly in this one. It definitely had a big feel about it. You know, you, you kind of felt like. You know, I think the any DC stuff history, so we should be fearful of it. Possibly, yeah. but this, this is another one. The Aquaman was landed well with me. This one sat well with me as well. So yeah. I think DC are 
maybe find their footing. Maybe I think they're now focusing more on making good films rather than making a universe. Yeah, which, important. which makes a difference. But it felt a lot like, like watching Big. At times. Big, it felt very much yeah, like Big. Yeah. Which is, isn't a bad thing no. at all. Um, Zachary, even at the piano bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah, reference. Yeah, Zachary yeah, Levy, I don't really know him much at all. Chuck. But I've never seen Chuck. He's in um, Thor as well. Is he? He's one of the Warriors. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. he's one of his, his friends. Um, oh. I actually quite enjoyed him as well. Mm. Um, he's a big kid. He, he has, and also, if you listen to an interview recently, he's enjoying doing this. Yeah. He knows this is, this is his big shot. This is his one. If he does nothing else again, he's at this one big moment. Yeah, he's, he's, he's embracing it fully, which I, I really enjoy. Yeah. He's not. He's not being like sort of like, oh, it's just an acting job. He's what he's, doing. he's like, he is fucking loving life. Yeah, this, which um, I really appreciate. The Billy Batson boy, I thought was a bit of a brat. He, he, I, I, they were trying to make him this endearing, lovable, charming kind of roguish kid. And it's just that, I mean, I've got kids, and the fella's my kid. He's a wee shit. <laughs> That's my that was my show with the film I talked about last week. Was there's too much of a disconnect between the Billy Batson character and the Shazam character. Mm-hmm. He felt like he's supposed to be the best that he could be, but it felt like it was a completely different person. Yeah. Not, you know that. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't a nice kid. Yeah. Billy I liked his mate though. He was funny. I enjoyed him he, a lot, he, yeah. He was funny. He's an, he's an it, isn't he? He's a, yeah, yeah. He's an it, and I quite like the end bit with all the... Oh, the, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the third the act. People have been quite split in the third act. I really enjoyed the third act. Um, yeah, I thought it was decent. I, I liked it, yeah. yeah. Um, but Mark Strong was horrendous. His character was horrible. He was actually menaced. He had a menace to his character. Oh, for a kid's film, like it was, was like... He was fucking brutal. I've seen a shooting. He got a kid about six years, seven years old. Six years old. Yeah. And I said, like, you know, he and he, the wee kid loves superhero movies. I'm like, well, this is a good one. It's light, it's fluffy, it's nice, it's enjoyable. Then yeah. I thought, no, fuck no. That court, that um, boardroom scene yeah. is properly evil. Yeah, he's a proper bastard. <laughs> it's just the menace he exudes all yeah. through. It's just like, you know, you're like, he's not a nice person. No. Not anybody at all. No. So good old Mark Strong for doing that, but he mm. really brought a lot to the role, which is good, but thoroughly enjoyable. I like um, it. I like he, he doesn't, he's not being, he's not being funny. But he plays it so straight it becomes funny. Yeah. Like that scene when they're talking to each other. Yeah. Like he, he, that was really he good. doesn't quit on it, he just can be, and that, <laughs> that, that makes it that makes it and funnier it and funnier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it works like fuck. Uh, the other one I seen that you spoke about was uh, Sisters Brothers. Yes. Uh, which was a lovely instance. How of interest Shazam, what you give it? Yeah. Um, Shazam, I'd give it a solid seven and a half. Um Sisters Brothers uh, Western. Yep. Um it's a French a joint French American. Yes, it's um, Jean yeah. uh, Jacques Audiard who directed Rust and Bone. Yeah. Yeah. Also directed a film called The Prophet or A Prophet. Yeah, sorry. I remember. I think I've maybe I've seen A Prophet. Yeah. It's a bit hard to watch. Yeah, um, good watch. Good, a good film. Film. Yeah. Um, this this was um, basically the tale of two guns for hire brothers yep. that are tracking people down. Yeah. Um, things kind of go a bit south on the way of tracking them down, and then. It's one of those, it's a western, so it's slow, it meanders, it noses, it lets you breathe, and it gives you shit to chew on. And by the end of it, you know, you're, you're proper, you come out and you're thinking about shit, and you're like, yeah, you know, that was a character study. Yeah. More than anything else, really enjoyable. Um, John C. Riley. McGinley, then, didn't you? McGinley's the one from Scrub, isn't it? Yes. Oh, uh, John C. Riley was fucking outstanding. Yeah, I thought he, so as well. He, he just became, because he's such a caricature and things at Step Brothers, it's hard to see past those characters. In this, you see past those characters and he just becomes, you know, the, the, the one of the brothers, he just becomes that character. Remember, John C. Riley is an Oscar nominated actor. Yeah. Yeah, he's he, been Oscar and he's been in stuff like Gangs of New York and he's the done. Star stuff for that. As uh, well. He's done yeah. dark roles, so yeah. he's not just a comedian, he, he knows how to do other stuff. But so. I think it's hard for somebody to break out as such oh, a yeah, big totally. old and he does it. He, he totally just, you know, oh. wow. Um, Gyllenhaal back and forth again. 
Phil Jackson has always been a bit middling lately, and I think really? that was that return to form. I haven't judged him on much things before. That chainsaw one was fucking awful. What chainsaw one? Yeah, one that's in Netflix just now. That was bad, yeah, because that was poor. I admit that one. Really, really poor. Yeah. Um, Box money done was kind of. Uh, what one? Remember the Box Southpaw? Southpaw. One? Yeah, it was a bit. Good idea, not a great film. Yeah, so Jalen Hall's kind of. I don't know, a wee dip, but he's back. He's in that one when he plays the. I've never seen that when it can walk. I, he played the boy guy who's like pulling off the Boston bombs. I like that one. Yeah, um, no, I'm enjoying Gilmore most. I'm looking forward to seeing him as Mysterio. He's fine, man. Yeah, that'd be interesting. He was really back to form on this as was um, the boy who played Freddie Mercury. What's his name? Riz Ahmed. Yeah, that's not that's the guy who played Freddie Mercury. Is it not? No. Who plays Freddie Mercury? That's um, the guy from Mr. Robot. It's that uh, not Riz Ahmed? No, not Riz Ahmed, no. God. Riz Ahmed's the one who's in Rogue One. Ah, right. Okay. Pilot in Rogue One, I think he was also in. Three lines as well. Yeah. Or four lines, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, him. Yeah. He was good as well. I yeah, him as well. He was good as well. And uh, of course Wacking Phoenix, always always watchable. Yeah. Um Garden Park, here we go. Uh Wacking Phoenix, the Joker trailer, have you seen it? Yes. What do you think? I think it's the the they know what they're doing with. They know that well not as good or bad, I'm, i I really can't talk about it right now we've seen it obviously. But they seem to have a vision for it, mm-hmm. and they seem to have an idea for it, and that's important. They know what they want to try and put. It almost seems separate from the DC universe. Oh, yeah, totally. But I think it, I think it actually is. Yeah. Um, it definitely seems something along the lines of maybe like it's always a Scorsese inspired. It's, yeah. a, it's a mean street. It's almost a taxi kind of, driver. Kind of comedy. Kind of taxi driver. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the problems I've got with it are the same thing I have a problem with any Joker story, which is if you're going to pin down a, an exact origin of the Joker, that's dangerous because he shouldn't have an exact origin. He's an agent of chaos. Mm. Um, but if we're going to go along the lines, I don't think it's, it's not based on the Killing Joke, but Killing Joke's not in the actual Batman timeline, it's a separate story. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with doing your interpretation of the Joker. This character's been done thousands of times before, and what you do with it doesn't necessarily mean it'll be someone else to do with it. What's confusing me is you've got this, there's still talk of Jared Leto's Joker coming back in Suicide Squad stuff like that. I think that Joker is dead. The Ben Affleck kind of Batman. Affleck's done. No, but now the Batman movie that he's yes. kind of producing, oh. there's a Joker in that as well, so how many, I'm just and confused as to, I think, what Joker's the Joker, who's the Joker now, do you I know think for it's... us it'll be easy enough to understand that we know there's different, like, trains of the comic book, yeah. there's different sort of genres, yeah. so we're, we're fine with it, we, yeah. we understand that, people who are comic fans get that, for the average cinema goer who doesn't really read comic books, they're going to go, wait a minute, was Reacting Phoenix a Joker, now it's Jared Leto, yeah. like, so do you think people are going expecting this to be linked in, and come out, and I don't, I'm really confused now, because I don't know, where this sits anymore. There will be a percentage you'll definitely think like that yeah. because that's the way the world is just now. Everything seems to be interlinked and everything seems to be trying to make a franchise. Yeah. So we all understand it's supposed to be separate from that world, but I think there will be a lot of people thinking that. But as a trailer, it seems alright, but it does prove to me again, we were discussing last week, Wacken Phoenix is probably the greatest actor in the world right now who is completely unbankable as a film actor. Because yeah, yeah. that poster that comes out, that will not have his, have his name on it. Yeah, maybe not. It'll have his, it'll have a... Or it'll be in small letters. Small letters, and it will not have his face on it either. Yeah. It'll have a silhouette or something, it'll, it'll play on the he's Joker. He's really immersive, isn't he? Like, come back yeah. to his sister's brothers, his part in that, again, like, like him and Riley together. Uh-huh. The chemistry yeah. is brilliant. amazing between them. They, they are really natural banter back and forward. And phenomenal clean. actors, yeah, but not movie stars. Yeah. yeah but great, um, phenomenal what they do. Yeah. Um, my ratings on Sisters Brothers, I would have given it a solid seven. Um, I would easily. Six and a half. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Solid seven. Just nice, kind of, you know, finky film. That, yeah. 
probably one of the, the most realistic portrayals of how it was back then. You know, that, I mean, you can't, I don't know what it was like back then, but yeah, it, it felt real to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it absolutely felt authentic. Yeah. You know, like, this is how, how it was, and yeah. it was a horrible, shitty time to live. You didn't see a happy time doing it at all. No, no. The darkness was what got me in the film. See a bit of the opening scene when you see the, the guns going off. Yeah. And it's like, it's darkness. It's not, there's no street lights, there's no. Aye, it's just dark noise. So you're walking through the, if you're walking through, having to walk through the west at that time, you're not. There is, it literally is yeah, it's darkness. Fucking pitch black, and uh-huh. you know, you don't, people don't know yet, they'll shoot you. Oh, uh-huh, exactly, yeah, and you've no idea what's coming. Yeah. Um, so, we'll start with some cinema viewings and some Netflix viewings. Yeah. So, we shall start with the um, Netflix viewing before we go into the other ones. So, the Netflix viewing I watched this week, I think you've seen it called The Unicorn Store. Yeah. Which is directed by Brie Larson. Directed by as well. Yeah, directed by Brie Larson. Um, it's her first movie. Quite young for a directorial as well, isn't it? It's it is, but she's been around for a while. She's, been, yeah. she's done a lot of stuff. No, she's no, worked no, with good people, no. and yeah. I think she's she's done well. I'm liking the fact that she's parlaying her Oscar win and her role as Captain Marvel into other things. Yeah. By all accounts, she wants she auditioned for this film about three years, like six, seven years ago. Didn't get it, but the film, for some reason, it didn't get made. It fell away. So when it came back around and the option was there, she actually picked it back. Obviously, she liked the story, which you got to admire someone who does that. I think she's in the same with that one, um, the Glass Castle, the one with uh, yeah. that one. I think she's yeah, involved. Yeah. Kind of she's a producer or something like that, but she involved again, much the same. She's pulling her fame and her money and her like power into something, which you got to admire. Admirable, yeah. Admirable, yeah. So the plot of this film is it's a, a young woman who's sort of in. Cusp of maybe I would say maybe mid twenties, early maybe mid twenties. We're going through a bit of a sort of crisis of who she is. She sort of left the childlike wonder of being an artist behind. She started a new job as a and working in a basically an office, working in a cubicle office, which you know, as we all know, can be hell on earth. Um, mm-hmm. And so while she's working there, she's a letter saying to come to this address. She goes to the address, and Samuel Jackson tells her, if you do everything right and be good, and you make a great home for it you will get a unicorn and she's been obsessed by unicorns her whole life a real unicorn a real unicorn she'll get a is unicorn is this so just uh, sorry um, Samuel L. Jackson is this before or after Captain Marvel is this generally don't know yeah because it thinking maybe like maybe kind of struck up a wee friendship and then I don't know absolutely this is the third film we've been in together yeah what's the third film real Arsene Samuel L. Jackson oh see what now so you know, you know Mark Captain Marvel, obviously. Yeah. Unicorn Store. Unicorn Store. Which the third one was also a big, massive budget film. Big budget film. Mm-hmm. Three Harson. Part of a franchise. I don't know. Kong Skull Island. Fuck, that's right. Yeah. 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 Maybe French yeah. yeah. So you can maybe something on there. Um, yeah. So. What can you say? Yeah. So. It's a really good cast. You've Brie Larson playing the main role. You've got Samuel L. Jackson playing this important role. And you've also got, uh, I think his name is Mamahuda Afi, who, if you've seen the film Patty Cakes, which I know you have seen yes. and you didn't like so much, you see the guy who plays like the... The friend? The friend, the really, mm-hmm. the really sort of dark friend, the one who's yeah. like a real goth who works in the jungle, yeah. essentially him. Okay. Um, also Bradley Whitford turns <coughs> up as her dad, as um, Lassie's dad, and also Joan Cusack is um, her mum. Joan Cusack's always good, yes. isn't she? Always. So she goes to his house with the promise of getting a unicorn. Like a, a store, a store oh, with well, the yeah. promise of getting a unicorn. Mm. And she does something? You've got to build a perfect house for the unicorn, somewhere it can live and be happy. This is fucking weird. It is weird. Um, and because of that, people obviously think she's crazy. And she didn't yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking she's crazy and already in fucking China. Yeah. Um, that's the problem. The problem with the film is it's got, it's got bigger ideas than its actual delivery. It, it's trying to be an indie film. 
which it looks too pretty to an indie film, first of all. Which sounds like Doctor Imaginarium's, whatever it's called. That is sounds bit. like that. But it's trying to be a little bit sort of witty with the dialogue. It's really characters in who go like, oh, he's so weird and so out of there, like kind of Napoleon Dynamite. And we just go, you've not earned it enough to be that way interesting enough. Like, I don't know who that guy is. Why am I supposed to find him charming or strange or what I'm supposed to do? I'm not really buying into it. Right. Um, Larson is okay in it because she's a great actress. But a little uneven. Same with Jackson. The, the tone seems to sort of it fluctuates kind of bits. And I'm, like, I'm, I'm not really sure, is this supposed to be a, is it supposed to be a comedy, is it supposed to be like a black comedy, is it supposed to be a, a, a serious drama, I, I, I never really, I struggle to, to pin it down. Never finds its kind of I, pace, yeah, place, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I try to do Little Miss Sunshine, where it's like a, like a comedy drama, yeah. but it doesn't seem to have enough of either to be that, but it doesn't really go either way to be one or the other. Does it have funny bits in it? I mean, there's comedy, there's yeah. actual comedy in it, yeah. Yeah. there's actual comedy in it, there's actual moments of drama in it as well. It just doesn't. It just feels very disjointed at times. Um, yeah. I thought, oh. um, not a fan of the third act. Um, just felt just didn't work for me. It just felt a little bit lazy. It felt like it did. It, it tried to be clever and it wasn't really clever. And I thought, well, you don't. And also, it, it kind of showed maybe too much, and then didn't show enough. Yeah. So like, yeah. you're not really telling me what. Promise you, what I'll give you. I know what you're still. Yeah. I know what you're telling me this is. I know that can't be. So tell me what that is. It kind of has a lot of work. It, yeah, uh, it doesn't. Yeah. Is that a Netflix original? Yes. Here we go. I'm still not convinced by Netflix originals. They're the king of the three star movie, like the, the, yeah. mid, the middle of the road movie. Yeah. And that's a problem. If this went in the cinema, I'm guessing the minimal to nothing audience would see it because it's just not going to appeal to that. See what we did? I did just drop an eye. Oh, I mean, there's a few gems in there and there's a lot of watchable films, but by all means, they're watchable. Oh. But there's a. A lot of shit as well, and it's hard to pick out the gems. This is a hundred percent watchable. Yeah, but yeah. well, watch it again. No, would you be happy to pay a cinema ticket and go and I, see it? That's probably the not. Question, yeah. That's the problem as well. Yeah. Um, also, having Bradley Whitford and Joan Cusack in supporting all his parents, give them something to do. Yeah, they're both fa- a fantastic actors. Big hitters, yeah. yeah, and they can be really chuck. They can be really funny. They can bring something to it. They have nothing to do. That's a shame. Again, one person I liked in it was uh, the Mahuma the Afi guy. The guy um, he is, he's got a voice that's so strange. It's like this deep, resonating, soft voice. It's like it's, it's, it's both intimidating but also I like it. So you can put you to sleep. Yeah. Oh, I caress a bit. Nightmares, but we'll sleep to it. Yeah. But I like it, yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it, just, it, it falls into that, that little bundle of Netflix movies, which are completely watchable, like I said, but just. Very much for DVD and probably yeah. on Netflix that's the best place for them because they're going to get seen by a much wider audience in the cinema. Yeah. Uh, and Netflix they're going to see more from the cinema. Yeah, Makes, uh, yeah I guess yeah. out of 10, sir. Six. Uh, oh, that's not bad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's completely yeah. watchable. Um, just really, really sorry, really quickly, Paddleton, Netflix, you and Barry spoke about yes. it a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, pretty much what you said, it's a fucking bleak watch. You know where, you know where it's going and when it gets there at the end, you, you're sad. You're very sad. Yeah, and that's a really good film. No, great performance is just sad as fuck. Um, uh, it's one of those films where you'll never watch it again. But yeah, yeah. It, it, you, you know what happens. It's, yeah. That's never going to leave you. Yeah. But generally, but yeah. No. We uh, get, I, I, I put that a little bit above in terms of the Netflix film. I give it a 7 out of 10. I would give it a 6.5, 7. Uh, yeah. It's certainly better than, sort of, maybe it's slightly better than, say, something like Unicorn Store or Highwaymen or... 
think there are a few other ones I've done, but definitely, I think it's just bleak. It's really bleak. How is Howie, man? I never, I never, I've not obviously listened is it as bad as it's getting no, reviewed to again, be? again, much like Unicorn Store, completely watchable, yeah. longer than it has to be, yeah. um, meanders a little bit too much, solid casting who could deliver best they can, the singer's out singing the song, I would say. Yeah. But, but it's, again, if a film watchable is enough, but if it was, if it was under two hours, then a lot more watchable. Back in track, where are we going yeah. now? <laughs> We're now going to Hellboy. Hellboy, I've seen this. You've seen Hellboy. I've seen That's Hell- ah, great, so... Just to set the tone here before uh-huh. we go to Hellboy. So Hellboy, I had, I took, I couldn't get a holiday from work. Okay. I hadn't seen it. I've not been any pencil of time to see it. So I gave up having a lunch break and work so I could leave early to go, go and see, see Hellboy. Hellboy. On you go, sir. Okay, sir. Um, so directed <laughs> by Neil Marshall. Yeah. Who's who directed Dog Soldiers, Dog, yeah, which is one of my favourite. I adore we, we Dog Soldiers. We that film. That's a um, good film. Descent, again, a great movie. Decent horror film, yeah. Uh, yeah. Centurion. Decent enough. Centurion. Yeah. Doomsday. Again, I loved it. I know it's dumb as fuck. That would probably yeah. be movie good fun. Yeah. Movie. The um, nights get a bit crazy in it, but yeah, but it's funny shit. It's, yeah, like, yeah. it's really enjoyable stuff. Yeah. Um, also directed a lot of the black, um, the good Game of Thrones episode. Directed yeah, the, the battle of the big one, the Black Flag one, Black, black, black Water, or Black Water. Yeah, yeah that's that one. So, which is one of the biggest ones and one yeah. of the most action packed ones. And he has been looking for a job recently in Hollywood. Apparently, he'd one set up with regarding like sort of the Great Wall of China and monsters. So we can do something like that. And he's going to do an American remake of Troll Hunter, which again oh, fell by the wayside. Yeah. Um, he picked this up, so it's obviously based on the Mike Mignola, yeah, Mignola comics. Hellboy, yeah. Hellboy. Um, it's not in the world of Del Toro. This it's is a reboot. A reboot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a continuous, it's a hard reboot. The plot essentially involves around Hellboy, who is working for BPRD, which has been established. He works, he's an agent Who's for BPRD? The Bureau of Paranormal Research and Defence. Well done, sir. Um, and he is investigating where. The Blood Queen, played by Maya Jovovich, yeah. is risen from her grave, and she's going to take over the world. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised. Do you know what? I'm impressed. She actually managed to take a plot out of this film. Okay. Spoilers yeah. ahead. Yeah. <laughs> You've got David Harbour playing Hellboy, who is well known for Stranger Things. Stranger Things yeah. is probably his biggest resume. Oh yeah, definitely. He's, yeah. he's the guy who, who openly met. He's came to fame late in life. Yeah, yeah. sheriff. He's, he's a sheriff in Stranger Things. And again, very much enjoying everything as well. But like, I'm, yeah. as a man, I seem to be a really entertaining, yeah. fun guy. Yeah. Uh, Mila Jovovich, as I mentioned before, she plays a big bad. Mila, who is? Let's face it. She, her, the only she's got a career just is because she's married to the guy that keeps directing fucking Resident Evil films. I would also argue she was in Days and Confused. She's magnificent in Days and Confused. How long ago was that? That's a while ago, yes. Right, that, Normally, Mila Jovovich is in a film. It's not a good sign. Yeah. yeah. She, she, she's becoming, you know, DVD helping. Yeah, she yeah. yeah. She, she did not like the fifth element and stuff, but yeah. I remember doing it. So she, she started out really strong. And she's declined. And then just got. Re- Resident Evil, I think, is probably the decline of Jovovich. I, I, like I like the first Resident Evil. First one was alright. Anything after that it's is. Bad. Yeah. yeah, flush it. And you've got Ian McShane playing Hellboy's dad. Lovejoy. Lovejoy. <laughs> or, or Al Schwerigen, if you watch. Um, Dead, Dead yeah, Dead Israel, yeah. um, and yeah. also John Wick's helper. John Wick, yeah, yeah. John, which John. interestingly, pretty much the same role. Almost, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in this, he's substituting John Hurt, John Hurt, who yeah. played the same role in the, the Del Toro yeah. films, yeah. yeah. And also Sasha Lane, who is the girl, the girl who is from American Honey, American, and also the, the, the Asian guy as well. He was the guy from Lost, uh, Daniel Day Kim. Yes, uh, yes, he's, yes, he's from well. Lost as well. So him, yeah, he's in as well. Um, right, I'm going to start off with being kind to this film. Okay? Oh, I'm impressed. Okay, I enjoyed David Harbour in it. I thought he was a decent Hellboy. Not as good as 
Perlman. I know you're. I know you're a massive fan of Perlman, and we all want to me. Everyone loves Perlman. Perlman is Hellboy. There's no yeah. question that. Okay? Yeah. But for what he had with it, he'd done a lot of the Hellboy character. I thought he, he was by far the best thing in this film. Agreed. As, as Hellboy, he embraced the character, yeah. and he really, really went. He, he, he gave up yeah. proper. You know, he immersed himself in the role yeah. and gave a Hellboy. And if Del Toro decides he wants to do another Hellboy film, and Perlman said he's cool to do it, doesn't want to do it. I have no issue with David Harbour stepping into the role. None at all. None no. at all. Totally agree. A hundred percent like on the rose of what yeah. I thought is, you know, if there's one and there's not a lot, if there's no. one <laughs> there's one good thing I'm taking for this film is Harbour's commitment and how he tackled that role. Yeah, and it's a it's, it's a slightly different Hellboy from Perlman's. Yeah, a bit more kind of jaded and you know, snarling. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But you know, he fucking totally goes for it. Goes for it, yeah. Goes for it. yeah. Absolutely. The other thing which I'm going to give us a tiny bit of credit for oh. is that I love the original Hellboy films. Yes. But they are basically gothic romances. Yes. The comic book wasn't a gothic romance. It's very much more like an indecent yeah, so story. Sort of for like anyone who's not familiar, in the Hellboy del Toro films, there was a whole romance with Hellboy and another kind of superhero character almost. Even just the general feel of the whole film. Yeah. It's very much in, in del Toro's world. Which yeah. Again, I love and adore yeah. so I've no um, The comic books never had any kind of romantic interspinings and the film sticks yeah. to the comic book. There's no romantic. This gets more down to the idea of like... Um, like sort of, it's an investigate film. It's like it's, it's like, yeah. like a, it's almost like a, it's trying to be a noir in some way. You know, trying to mm. him investigate something's happening, trying to understand it and get, and get to the bottom of it. Um, I quite like the fact they made the Sasha Lane character his friend and sort of like he's, he's sort of his ward as opposed to a love interest, which I can they could have done very easily because they didn't do that. Um, other than that, other than that, this film's horrendous. Let's tear that new one. Yeah, because um, it deserves. It. I'm sorry, but it's and I right, so. Um, you agree that, that with the the harbour bit that's, harbor, it, yeah, that's yeah. all here. Uh, so I'm the popcorn audience I'm the yeah. one that goes and I'm happy to switch my brain off and accept shite for 90 minutes yeah. to under 20 minutes this was a whole new level of shit yeah. um, it, like uh, you did repeat me when you watched it saying you know it was really bad I almost walked out I got you um, yeah. I was an hour in and honestly I thought I can't believe I left work to go and See this film. Yes, I actually genuine remorse at not being the one. I was like, I've wasted my fucking afternoon. Uh-huh. It is what it was like, and it's a shame because it's fucking Hellboy. Hellboy should never, Hellboy should never be boring, dull. Like yeah, that. yeah. Like, never. never that's, and that's my big. It's, it's not so much I'm angry with the film for being bad. I'm disappointed that it ruined the character. I love Hellboy. Yeah, I adore. Yeah. I've got Hellboy patches on some of my clothes. Yeah. Somewhere. I love Hellboy. It's such an iconic. How how you get something so iconic? Well, at one point Hellboy fights three giants. And it's terrible. And it's dull as fuck. How bad is it? I mean, CGI. CGI, is it? CGI. Let's go into that. Yeah. So CGI. Was there any good CGI? Really? No, not really. There, there wasn't. Um, the fucking big cat CGI without spoilers was laughable. Yeah, possibly. The uh, big, the the the, the, war the war was every drop of blood was just like, why why uh, are you doing that? You know, yeah. like, just fucking red wine would be better yeah. than this shit. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, just don't fucking just stop with the CGI. It was terrible. They seemed determined to, to earn their was it fifteen? Aye. By swearing at every possible opportunity. Yeah. Like, yeah, lazy. No, no point at all. And no. the, the gore in it, like I'm all for gore in a film if it's done right, but it just felt lazy gore. Yeah, Sam Raimi does gore properly. Oh. This, this was just let's have more gore because it's 
Hellboy were making Deadpool uh-huh. cool and then let's make it glory. Yeah, exactly. Really disappointed. This hurts me to say with Ian McShane. Sleepwalking. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, McShane can. He can fucking act. McShane can, can chew up scenery. Jesus Christ, yeah. eyes. You, know, you could fucking. You know, let him fucking read out our movie uh-huh. list and the guy would do it with such gravitas you give him a fucking Oscar this spot. Yeah. And he's, what the fuck happens? Yeah. You watch American Gods, you watch even, even John, but essentially playing the same role in John Wick. But with John Wick, he's got so. He's so. And he's, he seems to enjoy that more. This is a film that does seem to be really heavily edited. Yeah. They've lost a lot. Because, I mean, they've got Lobster Johnson in it. Yeah, which. Played by Sandman. Yeah, fucking Thomas Hayden Church. For literally, what, three minutes? If he even that, uh, you wouldn't even know what's happening. If you blink, you'll, you'll let he's gone again. I mean, like, I mean? it, like, but again, it doesn't give you any relevance. The problem uh-huh. with this film is it jumps for scene, scene and nothing's relevant Nothing to what you've seen before or after. Aye. You're just like, like the whole, oh, wait, fuck, this that angered me a lot. The whole, the whole Baba Yaga scene, why? Uh-huh. Why? Do you, like, what, what was there a purpose there? No, uh, that's what, Did that miss something? It's a series of random set pieces. Yeah. They're trying to weave into a film and it's clearly a script they've not worked on yeah. enough. Well, it just came across as poor. See if you stripped it back to your initial description of the film. Does a good film there? It's not bad, yeah. Yeah, you just take out everything else. Else. Apart from what you said, here's what the film's about. You would probably have a lean 90 minute Hellboy kick ass film. Uh-huh. But instead, there's Baba Yaga and King Arthur and fucking. Flashbacks to the fifth Merlin. Aye, it's just like no, no. Um, the, the, the girl and Dan, Daniel Day Kim, who I think is a good actor. Yes, really annoyed me a lot. They were just awful. I mean, they were like fucking. Again, I think I think the Daniel Day I think Daniel Day Kim role. I think it was probably maybe more of that than there is no cut, and they've edited it back so much that it, it becomes almost like just a passive role. It's not even yeah. in the film. She was clearly trying to do her English accent so much that it was terrible. Yeah, um, terrible and terrible. she was focused on that that she didn't even notice the lines were giving her were utterly horrendous. Yeah. yeah. So controversy. Okay. Um uh, Daniel Day Kimroll initially was meant to be played by Ed Screen, Ed Screen who gave it up. Because um, of the ratio on the Yeah, because um, initially in the comic books it was played by an Asian gentleman, yeah. Daniel Day Kim Akarine. Yeah. Um, so he gave it up for that um, and you're thinking all the while because when you see Ed Screen in Deadpool yeah. thinking he would have been much fucking better in that role I don't think I don't. I would blame I actually wouldn't win, blame the actor in that role I think that I think the actor is doing the best he can for the role but I, I his accent accent was bad I'm not denying that but I, I felt mean, then they've they, they cut that back so much you lose it because of not because of who he is but because of who the editor was yeah, and then just to follow Give it even more controversies than it fucking needs anymore for being a bad film. Is the girl who's, um, she's a black girl, and the film is a white girl in the comic book. So you've got a white guy giving up the role for an Asian guy to be cast correctly, but then they cast a white girl, and I think there was a whole kind of storm and buzz about that for a while. Yeah, I can understand that, yeah. Which was like, you know. It's positive racism almost. Shit, yeah. you know what I mean? You don't need to cast roles for the sake of fucking, you know, pleasing the world. It's yeah. not, it doesn't always need that. Like that fucking yeah. hell. So that's a whole kind of, that's a shame. There's now been um, a lot of mumblings about, you know, David Harbour not being happy in the set and having space with 
meal and well, stuff like I've that. Well, I've not heard Marshall doing interviews for this yet. Yeah. Um, and by all accounts, what we're reading, a couple of interviews, Marshall's not happy with what happened on set and what the work interview was about. But it sounds like it's, is it an editor perhaps? It seems to be the I little twist, the little mixture think, in all this shit. I think studio interference as well. Yeah, I think there's one of, the, one of the editors perhaps is, is seems to be uh, in the background poking you know, prodding and stirring up. You shit. can feel watching it that this was this was a, this would been an ugly set to be on. Yeah. You don't say you don't say it's a happy set at all. You know. And I, I, I feel like a lot of inserts, you feel like a lot of characters doing one you see a character talk to someone and flip around the actors yeah. there. There's no and like actors on the same screen together at the same time. I feel Which like loses you lose something depth, up yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just sad to you know, to, to go and see Hellboy and just come out feeling yeah. Despondent, like you know, being yeah. the Hellboy. fact that I'm going to walk out of a Hellboy film tells you, you know, I yeah. I love Hellboy. Yeah. I walked out of, I walked out of one film my entire life and because of the because of content. Not because I walked out from because of the audience and ourselves, but actually the content of a film. I walked out of one film in my life, and only I didn't walk out of this one because Jill fell asleep on my shoulder. Which was? What, what did you walk out? Anchorman two. It's bad. Yeah, yeah it was. Awful. It's not good. And that's actually Mordecai. Yeah, and Sherlock Holmes and Sherlock Holmes and what I've sat through then. Um, what was really weird is, um, I don't know about yours, but my screen had 85% of the demographic was over 70 years old. Was it? That's very old. It was really... How do you think they felt with that film? I have no idea. Yeah. No one left. And it was because, you know, I felt almost embarrassed at the level of violence as well. Yeah. I'm looking at these old... Old ladies and gents thinking, oh, oh, at what point did they apologise for this? I'd like, I don't know. Surely they were opening up to the town, they probably went up to the counter to get tickets. Yeah. And we'll go for Hellboy and they went, really? I know. Like, what makes you think you want to film that has the word hell in it, you know? I mean, there, there wasn't a big audience to be fair, there was like, you know, 20, 30 people, but honestly, 85% of them were like, like almost octogenians. And I was like, this is fucking, I'm in the right film, you know what I mean? I saw it at 5 o'clock on a Friday. Fair enough, it was a very nice Friday afternoon, so people may have been out doing stuff, but big screening, I'm reckoning there's about 15 people in it, and wow. four left. Wow. Yeah. Um, also, a testament to how bad that's. Sorry, shit, yeah. Hellboy. But I don't want to because yeah. I want to love Hellboy. Yeah, yeah um, I, I, as I was leaving, um, you started the first end credit. Uh-huh. I left the, the first post credit scene. I started. What, what was the first post credit? I don't know because I left. Okay. I was a joke. I don't. I don't. Care. You see the fight they have in like, the sort of. Some the three of them all fighting together. No, nope, I left. Okay, the fighting. I, 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 I was like, I don't care. I, okay. I, I need to afford. I'm walking out and I left. So okay, so you have an Ape Sapien review. No, okay, that's yeah. not like it's an Ape Sapien review. That's yeah, like that. terrible. Um, do you think Perelman and Del Toro are they happy and sad about this? I don't think they'll care. Really? Do you think they're just like you know we we we, we gave you a shot. Yeah. You said no, guys. That's what you get. By all accounts, the Magnolia wasn't entirely happy with the, the Del Toro version. He enjoyed it for what he said. It was, it was, it was, it was taken away from his comic. It was, it was a different a different interpretation of the comic book to a degree. But I think that's where it needed to yeah, be a celluloid success. Absolutely. But also, Magnolia was heavily involved in this one. Yes. And the results, yeah. do you know what I mean, speak for themselves? Absolutely. Um, out, of, out of ten, oh. I'm giving it three. Three. Because I'm, of... Harbour. Harbour, yeah. I would say three and a half, and again for the same reason for his commitment to the role. Yeah. Three and a half. But everything else horrendous around it, and people can avoid it. That's like 
Yeah. And I don't I want people to go see Hellboy films, I want more Hellboy films. Yeah. But I can't I can't honestly put people through this. Is there gonna be a second one? I don't know, it's bombed. Now that film Little that's out of the cinema, the one with the body swap thing. Yeah. It's been at the British and American box office. There's been thoughts before that they've turned out shit on. Unless this makes big money in DVD or in China, then I don't see it. Cult classic? No, (laughs) not going to make it. Um, On to the last film of the night. Um, One you've not seen, I've seen it, so very quick on it. I'm so sad because Cineworld done not shown it up in my local Cineworld. It's a film called uh, Mid 90s, directed by Jonah Hill. This is his debut flick, also Jonah Hill, actor Jonah Hill. Um, Hill. Everyone loves Jonah Hill. Who doesn't love Jonah Hill? No one doesn't love Jonah Hill. What isn't to love about Jonah Hill? I like fat Jonah Hill though. Um, I, I just like Jonah Hill okay. in any shape or form. I, like I would just hug him. I like value for money when we're going to Can you just you put your arm in and we just squeeze a bit of me and just hold on for a, a wee bit too long? <laughs> for him, but not for you. Like, this is good. So in the film, you've got it's a bit of film, but basically about a young boy, maybe about 12, maybe 11, 12, 13, who I think, I think 11, 12. Yeah, maybe. I think he's preteen. Preteen, yeah. He is at home. It's, it's an okay working class lifestyle, but apart from that, your brother is an absolute prick and beats the shit out of him. He then starts to discover sort of this, these skater kids and he begins to find like his tribe and he begins to find like, like, he says, like I want to get involved in that one to yeah. place that. It seems like it's a story about his journey, getting involved with that and basically that leaving that childlike lifestyle behind and becoming an adult. And he's still in that really weird place of being an adult, of being a too young for the kiddie stuff, but not old enough for the... To be a grown-up. be a grown-up, yeah, yeah and it's him Is this a slice of life, maybe, like, like, like um, one of the project stuff for that, but it just, you know, there yes. you go, there, there's a small section. You're maybe watching about four months. Yeah. So it's very much like maybe, like I would say, something like Slacker, right. or even Boyhood. To Which the I love, I, yeah. I, I love that, just, you know, you don't need a backstory. Yeah. You don't need to know where it's going. You know that you know yeah, you know who this kid is. Yeah. It's like yeah. everyone can identify with this kid at eleven years old who he is. That we all had that moment in life where you you go from a kid who likes everything every other kid likes, you like turtles, you like yeah. video games, yeah. that's fine. Then you'll see something, be it a sport, be it a, a pursuit, be it a movie, something will spark you go, that's what I like. Yeah. I'm into that. And then you find other people who like that. Yeah. Thing. That is, it's such an important point in life, and you don't realise that you're not the person who likes something. I think we can all totally identify with that. So in the film, you get Sunny Silogic, who is from Killing of a Sacred Deer. He's a son. Yeah. In that. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. He's also in the House of the Clock in the Wall as well. He's in that. Uh, Lucas Hedges is in it as well as an absolute the asshole brother. But does but a lot. That's the. He's in everything. Just yeah. isn't he? Th- this sounds like it's actually going against type from, which is good though. It's interesting. It's, he is an yeah. asshole brother, but as the film develops, he realizes he's, he's, he's for what he's very little screen time. He's a lot of nuance to it. He realizes he's right. not. He realizes he is an asshole. He's a prick. But he's he don't. You get this sometimes like and you're like, oh god, you are a sad woman boy. You know, you yeah. can you can get something. Oh, it gives him, it's, yeah, it gives it, something. He makes it puts meat in his character. Absolutely. Good, yeah. Every bit of screen time he's got, he earns it. Yeah. yeah. Huh? Uh, Catherine Watson plays the mother. I do like Catherine Watson. Yeah, she's, she's a great actress. Really good actress. Really good. Uh, and plays a woman who could have an eight because Hedges is eighteen in this. And I think there's no way she can play the mother of him because like yeah, she was 16 when she had a kid. She's that, she, she, she believed totally yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can also get two guys called Nikhil Smith and Olin Krenak, who are the sort of the, the joint leaders of the skater clan. One wants to do it as a one sees it as his way out of poverty and wants to use us to, be, to become big. Another one just wants to get party and get drunk and have fun. Okay. Um, like I said, 
very much inspired by like Slacker, the Skate Kitchen, we saw that last year, no. you know, um, 13 as well, the boy version yeah. of that, um, very like, inspired indie. It is a fake indie because obviously a name like Jonah Hill behind it, it's going to get a bit more money, but... Jonah never skateboarded up a fucking ramp. Yeah. It looks like a... It looks like they get shot in that rank ratio. The, the That's right, ratio, yeah. yeah. Shot in that. The stock is quite low budget as well, so you get the grain, you get the, 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 the interference on the stock. Yeah. So it, it feels like an indie film. It feels indie. It take you back to yes. that period in time. I didn't get that from it. That's not my, that's not the film. That's my fault. I wasn't really into hip hop and stuff back then. Right. So that's okay. different. I get the video game part. I get the skateboarding part. But this is the music was that that dis- that's my disconnect. Why I don't get that music? Right. Back, okay. I from the 90s. Uh, but the wee kid looks like the cover of. Yeah, I've looked at you all with the, okay. yeah. you know, look yeah. the baggy pants, yeah. the back, you know exactly who this kid is, and you yeah. like, I know that kid, I probably was that kid, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, all the characters, like actors, imagine, the guys who are in all fantastic performances, the guy playing the skate club, I think someone might be professional skaters, not actors, they just got them into it, again, Glover totally, yeah. um, all, he gets such natural performances from, which I think is really, for a guy who did his first film, obviously he's worked with the best of the best, you work, yeah. with, you work with huge guys, do you know how, but to get this sort of natural out of these guys is so impressive. Um, but by having like Lucas Hedges there and Catherine Waters in there, it just gives a little nudge of credibility. You know, it's not all just an indie flight, it feels a wee bit better than that. You know, yeah, because they, they can act. Oh, they are. You know, yeah. you give them a script and they'll fucking deliver it too. Yeah. 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 Um, well paced, it's 84 minutes long, something like that. Okay. So you get this, this, this chunk of life. Absolutely great. Um, it's Does it have? Is there a narrative? Is yeah. there a beginning, middle, end yeah, as well? Or, you know, you leave feeling I'm happy yes. with where it's going. What's yes. the conclusion? There are some contrivances in the third act. I mean, yeah. Push it on a little bit further than it has to. Yeah. But it works to yeah. the most part. It holds together. Um, but yeah, there's a definitely see the kid. What the kid is at the start, different than at the end, and you see how he gets to the A to B. Cool. There's definitely a journey there, and you see, well, like his journey, you see the, the mother's journey, you see the, the, the brother's journey for a lot of things they caught, you see the skate crew's journey to an extent as well, so everyone has, has an arc and a journey in the film in a very short space of time, uh, because it's a wonderful kind of slice of life, moment in life, because you very much get the idea that this film is, the kid in it, this will not be his life, he's dabbling in the world, he's sort of, he's had quite a safe life by all account, yeah. apart from he brought me an asshole to yeah. him and beat him up. This is sort of opening his eyes to a bigger world. Yeah. And he'll maybe do this for a year or so and he'll find something else to be interested in and he'll I like films that give you that scope to imagine, but yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, okay, so here's where I'm going with the film. Yeah. I love that like, after a film and you're just like, oh yeah, okay. I'll, take, I'll carry that on myself. It's like, it's like what boyhood does. Yeah. Get to the boyhood when I'm absolutely satisfied with boyhood ends, but I can never imagine how that guy's yeah. life hands out. You kinda get your own mean narrative. Oh yeah, and this is this one as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Is this one of the first Oscar nominees of the year? I think it's too indie to be an Oscar nominee. Really? Um, oh, I, it's a bit of I think maybe it's been, I think it might have been out in America last year, so it would have been in the Oscar nominee discussion last year. But as a film, the first film, I thought it was fantastic. I love what it did. Uh, it's a film that I really adore and really love. And it's a film that's been sadly missing from the yeah. landscape all the time. There, there is not enough stuff. Yeah. yeah, there is. We need more of this. Like, yeah. Uh, for a project yeah. tangerine, it's, more it's, stuff like it's that. Horrible, yeah. It's tangerine, it's slacker, it's it's clerks, it's it's dirty, yeah. it's skate kitchen, it's those kind of films. Like I love those kind of movies. Seems to be a strange choice for Hill because you would. I mean, it, if, I think if Hill decided I want to make, 
I think this is some I've read it somewhat autobiographical. Yeah. It's based on sort of his, his own experiences, yeah. yeah. Good, good for him, because I mean he's, he's proved he's funny. Yeah. He's America's sweetheart, he's proved he can act, exactly, yeah. he can act, do you know what I mean? Now he can fucking direct, he's produced before. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What can Jonah Hill not do? Exactly. What, we love Jonah Hill. Love Jonah Hill. We do love Jonah Hill. Um, him, and, him and Channing need to get back together and do more stuff. But absolutely. Yeah. But he's, he's, he's got so many strings to his bow. Much like um, we talked about before, Alison and uh, uh, B. Larson. Yeah. She can do it, she's got so much going on, she can do yeah. what she wants. Yeah, you know, they've earned, they've earned their stripes, yeah. now it's time for them to say, well, you know, Here's what else I want to fucking do. do. You know, I can I can do this as well. And do they're, they're, they're more they're artists, not actors only. Yeah, yeah. Which is a good. I think it's a good thing. Absolutely no problem with that. Um, out of ten, eight out of ten. Wow, really enjoyed yeah. it. Thought it was fantastic. I'm so annoyed they're not showing it up there. It's really frustrating because I really want to see this. If you find it somewhere, try and I find know. It. I'm fucking desperate to see it. Yeah. But all all next week it's just um just fucking end game Avengers is like. Fetty screens out there, something is insane about the screen. Joe, it was throwing is like, there's all this kind of, oh, you need to book Avengers, and I'm like, do you know what? You fucking don't. There's enough screens every day that, you know, if you want to go and see it, you will really go and see it, unless you're going to midnight screen yep. or fucking five o'clock, yeah. you'll be fine. Calm the fuck down, world. It's a film, you'll see it. Yeah. Okay? Um, so next week, next week. There'll be a run of three episodes where it's next not... Next week, sir, you'll be married. I'll be married by next week. I will be married by next week. Not by this time, but the day after. Yeah, but yes. will be officially... By the time this comes out... Be in fact, by the time the next one comes out, I'll be married by next week. You'll be married by next week. Yeah. How um, exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I think I'll a few kind of random kind of special ones. So when we come back, we'll talk about um, Infinity War. Not Infinity War, Endgame. Endgame, yeah. Um, but... If anyone's looked to go to cinema this week, there's a few things out before Endgame comes out. So Endgame's out on the Wednesday, Thursday. On the Wednesday, yeah. Well, the Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, But if you don't want to go and see that, you have got Greta. Oh, which stars uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Yes. And, um, oh, I can't remember her face, French actress. Yes. But, no, yeah, stop yeah. it. Oh, so, interesting. That's right. um, You've got Red Joan. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced, but yeah. I don't know. It's about, well, it's about BBC Ramesh. Yeah, it's Judy um, yeah. um, Dench, might have been a Russian spy back in, back the, in the Cambridge days in the 50s. Uh, yes. 40s, 50s, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, you've also got I'm going to go and see on Sunday because Jill's at work and I kind of wait to see the film so we're not going to see it with me Dragged Across Concrete um, so excited but yeah. it's not my fucking the reviews have been off the chart yeah. the trailer's phenomenal yeah. and both Gibson and um, Vince Vaughn just yeah. have given everything, everything they have got so, and it's yeah. a guy who brought his bone tomahawk yes. and Rolling Silver 99 yeah. I am invested in this film this in a big way this is going to be fucking epic yeah. Yeah. But um, in a very slow it's, it's like two hours, 50 minutes long. It's a long it's film. It's a chunky ass movie. For what I've read is there's not a single scene in this film that isn't warranted for this nice. film. So. Well, I'm going to go see that this week. I'm so excited for that yes. one. Yes. Um, also, it's not got a lot of showing. It's a film called Head, Head Full of Honey. Yeah. Which is Mickey Rourke, I think it is. Is it? Uh, okay. I think it's Mickey Rourke. Or Nick, Nick Nolte, maybe? Nolte. Nick Nolte. Nolte. Oh, sorry, not <laughs> the guy who's suffering from Alzheimer's. Yeah. And he's, his sort of life has fallen from that. Yeah. Looks kind of a bit along the lines of that one with uh, Juliana Moore. Yeah. yeah. Um, could, could be kind of like that. Kind yeah. Of like that. But yeah. it looks very, I'm getting, looks, it looks interesting, but I think there's one to show on it. And then obviously on Wednesday, does you've got that big one. I am so fucking. I'm, I'm not going to. Because of your wedding, I'm not going to see it until Saturday. Yep. I'll give you that one. Yeah. Don't get married in the fucking Avengers Hall again. Again, I know. I do apologise for that. Um, yeah, I'm so excited about Endgame. And trying to avoid spoilers is the hardest thing ever. It's fucking nigh on impossible. 
anyway, done. Where, where can we find us? You can find us at number three beers on movie at Gmail, on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook. So give us some some comments, love, likes. Let us know what you think. We're always there. I've been calling. You've been Richard, and we've been three beers in a movie.